Welcome to the Lady Palace Podcast. We are your hosts, Bella and Amanda. We're just a couple of gals who are on a mission to shake up the status quo around women's health. Come and delve into the depths with us as we start the conversations to empower, educate, create change and connect you back home into your lady house. Now it's up to every woman to know what's inside of the ovaries, the womb, every part of her vagina. They're different sizes, shapes and all colours. Life starts from a yoni, straight from our mothers. Fertility. New creation and the taboo. Let's start a conversation. Your yoni is your homie, so lift her up higher. Ladies, say you're proud. I love my vagina. Woman, power, goddess, flower, lady, palace, click, click, boom. I'm a woman and my body is a temple, and my yoni is connected to my mental. All right, it's the Boom Tang Clan with Valerie and Amanda. Hello everyone and welcome back to season two of the Lady Palace podcast. Well, it's been a while, hasn't it? Welcome. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, nearly <laughs> half a year. I know. Where did that go? Where did that time go? It's flown, hasn't it? It's just flown. I mean, to think that it's August already. I know. We're almost through coming into spring. Yes, yes, which brings us to why we wanted to bring forth our first podcast of this season to be all about a seasonal transition into spring. And you may have heard from our other podcasts in Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, it's quite a huge transition to go through a seasonal change because as we say, what goes on in the macro, so does in the micro. So in nature, the, cha- the changes and the um, transitions that we see also are going on within us internally. So it's quite a big thing to go through and We just wanted to jump on on and give some little tips, some advice on how to best optimise that change. And I think, yeah, you're right because it is, it's actually such a big transition and I think particularly for the men as well because we have those seasonal changes every month. We're in that cyclical change and then to have another, so that's like the micro within us, that seasonal change with our menstrual cycle, and then to have the macro, the actual seasonal change from winter to spring can be such a huge transition because we're coming out of that space of hibernation, that quiet time, the rest, the yin, to really then re-emerge and come alive into spring. And you you feel that change from the yin to the yang and so from the feminine to the masculine. Interesting. So spring is more of a masculine time. Yeah, spring is coming into the yang, which is to do with the liver meridian. And the liver meridian is, it's that seed of potentiality. So it's like we harvest all our things in autumn And then we go into reprieve and hibernation in winter, ready to plant that seed for spring. So everything starts to come to blossom by the time we get to summer. And it's similar in Ayurveda as well. Yeah. So from the Ayurvedic perspective, when we enter into spring this time, because in each season, 
It's governed by what's called a dosha, which is a culmination of two uh, elements, so from the element theory. So in spring, this is earth and water, which is called kapha, kapha season. So each yeah season is governed by a dosha. So the best way to sort of look at it is in our bodies, we all have a different varying amount of all doshas. We have all of them, mm-hmm. but varying amounts. So that's why someone may be more kapha dominant or vata dominant or pitta, but we still have them all within us. So this season is when within all of us we see a natural rise in the kapha, which is great, but if you are more kapha dominant anyway or you are sort of predisposed to an imbalance, we just need to keep an eye on this because we just always want to stay at any given time in a state of equilibrium and harmony. That equanimity, isn't it, which is what nature is really about. It's coming back to that balance of yin and yang or... The homeostasis. Yeah, homeostasis within. Yep, that's it. And so which one is kapha? So kapha is earth and water. Uh So sometimes the best way to think about it is when those two elements are combined, it creates a mud-like sort of texture and feel. So the characteristics of kapha are slow, dull, heavy, moist. So what that sort of looks like in the body is in pathology, like with an imbalance, is a sluggish uh, agni, a digestive um, fire, becomes a bit more sluggish and slow. We might find that we are a little bit more constipated or harder to pass stools. Uh, Just that fatigue. Yeah, that lethargy. And it's really density in the body. Yeah, yeah. And the body... And the mind, like you can also just feel really groggy, uh, really heavy. Um, You also may find that you have an inclination to swelling. Mm -hmm. So because kapha has that like earth and watery, it's really um, dense on like the joints and the muscles. So you might have like increasing like edema or swelling. But... We actually have the different doshas governing certain portions of the day as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So even from uh, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., that's kapha time. Mm -hmm. And same as in the evening from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. So these are also great tips to harness for those morning times because that's naturally when kapha is high um, within our bodies everywhere. So, cause it's quite interesting cause you think about it, right? When you wake up in the morning, you mm. have cortisol. So cortisol naturally spikes us yes. to wake up in the morning, which is the start of that, the rise of the yang, which I imagine is also like the kapha and the water element, because then you've got surya, mm. you've got the sun coming up, which is it's also too like the times within the day change. We're getting a lot lighter earlier, which yes. is which I love. It's the best. It yes. is the best. You've got the smell of all the beautiful flowers starting to come mm. through, all the jasmine and yeah, 
Yeah. And so you have that natural rise, which kind of is that what sort of like the kapha element gets you sort of out of bed. And then if you're feeling, if you've got a kapha imbalance, you can wake up just feeling really heavy and just not wanting to actually get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how many mornings do we actually oh, have like that? When you just hit the snooze button way too many times. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. we should actually be waking up outside of that kapha time. So you should actually be waking up, I know this is going to sound absolutely awful, before 6am, even if it's 10 minutes before, because you want to start that natural rise outside of those kapha hours. Because if you wake up within those within that time, that 6am to 10am, you're waking up in that sluggish, dense, dull period of the day. So your body's naturally going to be more predisposed to those dull, slow feelings. And you know what? That makes absolute sense because, I mean, I'm normally up at five. I get up, I do a meditation. I'm there with Surya sitting in that beautiful time of where it's just stillness. But every time that I hit the snooze button and I go back to sleep, I actually, and I don't get up at the time that I normally get up, I feel completely out of routine. Mm. And I also feel really hence dense and heavy. Yeah, I feel like I feel like um, I've had a big night out, which I haven't. But that's how I feel in my body and in my joints. Yes, <laughs> because sometimes, and you might feel this next, like when you think about it, because you might not be super conscious of these feelings yet. But sometimes when you have this awareness, and you're like, oh my god, maybe that's why I feel so tired in the morning. But sometimes when you sleep in, you actually wake up feeling worse. Yes. Because you've woken up in that time. And also there's so many, um, you know, mentors of mine and different um, in Chinese medicine philosophers that say that's the early time of day before 6 a.m. So you always will have a young spirit. So if you wake up, if you sleep in all the time for your whole life, you will actually age quicker because you're waking up in that older part of the day <laughs> where it's not the newness, it's not the freshness. No, that's not. Which is, I love it when you can actually, that's what I love about the um, ancient, I guess, the ancient medicines is because when you understand the different elements, you can actually then relate to that. And you're like, oh, that's why I feel like this and this makes total mm. sense. It's not just because... I'm sleeping in. It's because there's a reason why. Yes. And you don't have to be super strict and all of a sudden want to have a massive life overhaul with these different practices and these But it's not too bad either. I mean, yeah. it's a good thing, right? Because it's, it's about longevity. That's it. And vitality. Yes. Yeah. But even to start to make slight incremental changes in these, like if you are a person that wakes up, like my dad wakes so up to an alarm every day at 8am, which blows my mind. But I say to him, just start like five minutes earlier. Go, you know, wake up at 7.55 and then maybe two days later, 7.50 and just start to wind it back. But it's also based on what you do the night before. So if you stay up late, you get your second wind. If you eat after, you know, like 6.37, then that's also going to predispose you to a more sluggish morning. Because your digestive system overnight is having to work twice as hard Mm. to break down all your foods. That's it. And so if you can eat within, there's a Chinese medicine clock, 
if you eat sort of within that clock and it's the same thing. So if you wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning, that's the large intestine time. Mm. So that's the time that we should actually be getting up and working on clearing out our digestive system. So essentially clearing all the shit, right? So <laughs> clearing that physically, that mentally, relates. emotionally, right? Yes. And then you have a bowel movement mm. and then you come in and you sit down at 7 a.m., which is the stomach time, then to be able to sit down, eat your breakfast mm. in consciousness mm. and then be really mindful of all your things that you're putting in, having a beautiful, hearty, warm breakfast mm. that then supports your digestive system, the agni. Totally. And then it actually gets you, like, stabilised for your day so you're not in a rush. And, I mean, how many of us, like you said, your dad gets out of bed, it's like, Okay, gets out of bed, wake up to an alarm, and then you start your day. You're like, okay, quickly get a coffee. So not only are you spiking your cortisol again, you're actually ungrounding yourself. Mm. You're putting your nervous system into overdrive because you actually haven't had anything to support the earth element, which is Chinese medicine at yeah. seven in the morning. Um, and so you, and then you're just in that stress state, that go, 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 which. Because you wake up, you feel heavy. Yeah. So you're like, I need something quickly to yes. get me out of that heavy state. First thing, coffee. That's it. And you might even notice like you have really puffy eyes in the morning. Like that's the water element as well. If you've woken up in the kapha time, you might have, I mean, you might feel really groggy and heavy behind the eyes, but you might notice the puffiness and that's that's the kapha, which we naturally all feel throughout winter as well because kapha and vata are the doshas that are present in winter time but spring is when it purely becomes kapha and it changes up a little bit like that's why you see in the mornings a lot of uh like not frost but the dewiness over the grass because that's the water element the air is a little bit different um and yeah it's i think I also love the crossover with Chinese medicine and Ayurveda. Like they're obviously the most ancient modalities and philosophies for a reason because they've just stood the test of time and it doesn't change. No, because I know. And that's what I'm like you. I love it because it comes back to that whole thing of nature. Like just by observing nature, that's what they did. They had that opportunity just to sit and observe. Um, and I feel like our Western lifestyle just doesn't actually allow for that. But if we can take in these, you know, small modifications and lifestyle changes and adapt that, then you can actually start to really thrive and That's and live within the seasons and understand why is what's happening in your body is sometimes due to the kapha, it's due to the liver mm. um and yeah. so the liver meridian in chinese medicine starts between our big toe and our little toe our big toe and our second toe sorry and it comes it circulates up through the medial aspect so on our inner legs circulates around the reproductive organs and then finishes at the breast tissue so the liver it's that it's a yang it's a yang rising and so the yang rising is really about helping to so you think about the liver, its function is so, it's so broad in the sense of like metabolizing our hormones, making cholesterol, supporting bile production. Um, the emotion of the liver is anger. 
um, and the taste of the liver is sour. So it's it has all these emotions and it has these flavors that are aligned with it. So it's like in spring we should be aligning and its color is green. So you think about all the green foods. So you've got like all your cruciferous, you have um, your bok choy, your um, your broccolis, you've got your green apples, fiber. So these mm. all help to support the liver function. And then you've got your flavors of the liver such as sour. And so sour helps the liver to be able to metabolize. That's why we recommend having warm, having warm lemon juice, fresh mm. lemons in your water in the morning in spring so it helps to ease the liver so you don't you so your emotions that you're expressed you're not as angry because it's also in spring here in Australia we have the spring winds and so wind is also the nature of the liver so it causes things to stir up and because the energy is rising mm. we have the things such as like like you were saying earlier we've got hay fever you can be more angry you have a lot of um like sinus issues, itchiness in your eyes, ears, throat. It's because you've got this liver energy ascending and if you don't have that yin to ground it, which is sort of like the kapha, mm. the water earth, right, because you need to have that grounding, then the liver just continues to rise and so then you have more of skin conditions such as eczema, psoriasis, because it's all that sort of like wind nature um, and wind wind is erratic, you know. I can't stand wind. I find it chaotic. Oh, yeah, completely. And in Ayurveda, wind combined with space is the dosha vata. And vata, even though vata is predominantly um, the start of winter, she's also the ruling dosha. She's called the queen. So when Vata's unhappy, she throws the two other doshas out of balance as well. So there's a reason, like, wind is so ungrounding for all of us. <laughs> Completely. No one likes wind. Like I don't know. I've unless had the kite surfers. Yes, that's right. Maybe kite surfers. You're the exception. <laughs> but yes. otherwise. What happens if you like wind? I had a client that liked wind and I was really? like, really? Oh, like, you've obviously got a really balanced liver. Yeah, and I was thinking about that. Well, maybe they need, like, maybe they need more Vata. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's that's an interesting one because Vata is quite sensitive. So when there is wind, and I'm more of a Vata constitution, so if I am in wind, I'm really sensitive to it and it straight away throws off my nervous system because Vata governs the nervous system. Um and governs movement. So that can make us feel like that erratic sort of flighty, also spacey, just ungrounded kind of energy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, not looking forward to the spring winds. And that's why you should always wear scarves too because it's like mm. as we come into that transition from winter to spring is that the pores open. So your pores are a little bit more susceptible because it's a bit warmer and so you've got a little bit of that light sweat mm. because, you know, in Melbourne particularly, how many days is it's like you take your scarf, then you'd wear your jumper, you take your jumper off, you put your jumper back on, you're like, <laughs> oh, my God, I feel like I'm PMSing. Literally. <laughs> so you're more susceptible to actually mm. catching wind into your pores, which is why so many people tend to have more 
colds and flus in spring as we transition from winter into spring. Yes. Well, also because uh, we always have the doshas in certain parts of our bodies, like they govern seats in our bodies. You're right. So the seat of the body for kapha is shoulders up. Um, so that's why we do see more like sinusitis, uh, hay fever, colds and flus, you know, all the different things with the throat and the sensitive eyes. And, um, that's because, yeah, this is kapha time <laughs> and also, um, with that. the lungs cause kapha is associated with the lungs too. So you can see more like bronchial, ailments and it's a really important time to nourish and support the lungs from the start of winter but some other coming maybe now into more practices I guess we sort of went through a little bit of like a morning routine um, what are some great Ayurvedic morning routines in in spring that you can adopt so essentially and I've done an episode Previously on this, our dinacharya, our daily routines. So this is how best to sort of set up our days, flow through our days, honoring those certain times of the doshas within those days, um, which is great to carry through all out, like throughout the year. I think you, you know, and when you get into a daily practice, a it day- just becomes habitual it and does. it's second nature. And when you start to notice the subtle changes. And I think this is the beautiful thing about um, these medicines and these modalities. It can be really simple. It doesn't have to be, you know, this huge life overhaul and change every aspect of your life. There is an element of that. But I think, you know, with all these different conditions and disorders that there are out there and how quick we are in Western medicine to diagnose certain things, I think there's a reminder of Chinese medicine and Ayurveda to come back to the like really simplified versions of your day. Like just do just things. one thing. If there's yeah. one thing that you can yep. implement, just one change that can just then mm. have a profound effect, right? Like a, yeah. just that stone dropping into the water yep. and then having that complete ripple effect, which then starts to mm. work through. That's the it. different subtle layers within the body. Yes. And I think our bodies are always, I don't think we give them enough credit that they are always healing. They are doing so much work that we don't even notice. And I think when we reactivate that vitalism and that prana, that chi, it even helps to get it into that self-healing like activity. It's a remembering, right? Yeah. Because I was saying the other day to a client, we like children are sponges, but it's also as adults, we forget we're actually sponges. Our body is a sponge and it's constantly in communication with the external environment. So it can maintain that internal environment of homeostasis. And like in Chinese medicine, all the external meridians are on the outside of our body. So we've got like the small intestine and we have the gallbladder running down like the tensor fascia latte. And so it's like the external, which are the excretion organs, mm. are communicating with the external environment so it can keep getting rid of all that toxicity mm. 
to maintain actually all the functional organs, the heart, the liver, the kidney, the spleen, to maintain that homeostasis within. And we forget as adults, we neglect ourselves. And then, you know, like you were saying, we come back into one practice and then we remember and it changes That's everything. It. And it can be just one little thing. So, yeah, the episode that I mentioned, there's a like proper description of the ideal dinacharya, but pretty much essentially if you can get yourself into uh, when you first wake up, go and scrape your tongue and brush your teeth, brush your teeth first and then scrape your tongue, have some hot water or if you have like a herbal drink, um, there are also different detox drinks for the different seasons. Uh, so I can, I'll do a post on the, on the cuff for one. Um, well, but... let's do a 30 day challenge. Like we should, let's do a little mm, 30 day yeah. lady palace podcast because it, you know, it can only take sometimes one cycle, you know, one moon cycle, one month to, you know, create those habits and to start to notice a bit of a difference. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll do a call out. So yeah. stay tuned on our <laughs> Instagram then. Yes. Yeah, that'll be fun because yeah. I actually don't. Garth scrapes his tongue. Mm. I actually don't scrape my tongue and I have my tongue scraper there. So I'm actually going yeah. to implement that in to yep. see. Yep. If I don't have, then I don't have bad breath. Because I no. also notice when I, like if I've stayed somewhere overnight and I don't have it or whatever reason, I notice not a difference. Like in my tongue, it feels a bit, you know, icky and you can just feel that layer. But I also feel different in my body. Like I feel different in my mind. I don't feel as clear because you're scraping away the armor, which is all the toxins that your body has produced overnight. You're scraping that all away because this is um, quite interesting, but if you wake up and you don't scrape your tongue within the first three minutes of arising, then your body actually reabsorbs that back in. So it's all the toxins, all the waste products that your body is trying to get rid of. That's what it does overnight and it all surfaces on your tongue. And if you don't get rid of them, because it's, it's being well, because it's in Chinese body. medicine. It's like the the Ooh. tongue coat is raised by the digestive system. Yeah, so, so it's like so yeah. literally. If you've got to really have a look at your tongues, yes. okay, especially in the mornings, and send us in some pics. We want to see some really dirty tongues because <laughs> if you've got a really thick tongue coat that's like white with a thick yellow, that means that there is damp heat. And it can mean that also too that there's cold lodged within the stomach. And so you can have really bad breath. There might be um, bacteria, could be fungal, could be like a parasite. It's just an indication that your digestive system actually needs to be worked on and springs the perfect time to do this because the liver is then able to be able to help the stomach to be able to detoxify. Mm. And so you think you if you don't scrape your tongue, then you're actually reabsorbing all that back into the digestive system. Oh. And that's how, you know, you, you, continue, you start your day. Yeah, totally. And then so obviously then the emphasis is on hydration. So if you have like a warm herbal drink or some warm water, no cold water, no ice, 
Um, and then get into an other younger, so a self oil, even if you can only do five minutes, even just do like your head, your ears, your shoulders and your feet. And I think that's a beautiful thing to do, particularly, I mean, for women um, is to come into that self-care practice Mm. because it's also to be oiling yourself up with your skin, you're closing over the pores, Mm. which means you're less susceptible for the pores opening and closing, yeah. um, and then you're actually it's a it's a self care practice, and the liver loves to be in flow. Mm. So it's like you wake up and you're starting to put yourself into a beautiful routine of flow. Yes, and like you said, that self love and self appreciation. Because how many of us, you know, get up in the morning and if you go to brush your teeth or you're standing in front of the mirror and you're like, oh, you know, that's wrong, that's wrong, I don't like that, or God, you know whatever self-hatred you have, that it seems to be amplified in the morning and whatever messages you repeat back to yourself, that mirror talk. But if you can change that just bit by bit of that oil massage to be like, mm, thanks, buddy, love you. Oh, like delicious. Getting all tactile for those of you as well with like a um, touch love language, just touching on in. Mm. And yeah, it doesn't have to be a huge, long, lengthy process. But what sort of oils do you recommend? Like coconut or sesame? Yeah. So if you know your dosha, or if you see an Ayurvedic practitioner and they've given you a specified oil, like we, there's also medicated oils. Um, they're a great place to start. But if you are in spring, ideally the best is to use either mustard oil if you do have a kapha imbalance or a kapha constitution um, because mustard's really penetrating and stimulating. So it is stimulating to that dull, lethargic, sluggish, like it needs a little Ooh. bit of oomph, yes. bit of fire, bit of heat. Yeah. Um, bit of that yang. <laughs> yes, yes, because kapha's also really cold. Um, but otherwise the cold pressed organic black sesame is a great, great place to start. And that's also like anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Antibac, antiviral. Yeah. And the practice of Abhyanga is to oiliate your muscles and joints and tendons. Like it's on the outside in the skin and it helps with skin disorders and helps protect your skin. But because oil is so penetrating, it goes within the different tissues. So we have the different tissue layers in Ayurveda. So the oil can actually penetrate into the different dashus and help nourish and help lubricate. Um, and you just notice like when you get into the practice of Abhyanga, everything feels like you don't feel as stiff and mm. you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, this sort of hurts. Like you just feel... We feel we feel lubricated. I was just thinking that's that. There's no other word, just lubricated. So how many of you actually out there have really dry skin? So I think mm. that's a beautiful practice to implement, particularly if you do have skin conditions such as eczema or psoriasis or you've got just that dry, scaly skin. And what can happen is coming into that transition, you will notice that sometimes you're a little bit more dry. Mm. And so I think that's a really great practice to be able to 
self-nourish and self-lubricate. Yep. Because love, that. love a little bit of lubrication. <laughs> Gotta be lubricated. Lubricated is the essence of life. <laughs> and so it's like, and then in that way too, it's like you're not as I think it's like when you start to like habitually ch- make these mm. little changes is that then you're not as you're rigid. not as reactive, you're not as rigid, yeah. which is then the, the emotion of like, yeah, irritability, frustration, mm. anger. Like how many of you actually notice that you're a little bit more frustrated in spring because the wind's agitating you so you respond to that. So mm. there's practices out there that you can actually implement into your day. Mm. Uh, that can then help to support to nourish you and that's it from the foods that you eat yes. to the oil that you put on your skin to your dinacharya did yes. i pronounce yes. it yes that's it that's it um and then ideally after another younger do some light exercise so it's only to 50 of your energetic capabilities so if you're really not feeling it, even just do some small little stretches. Like good just to move, move it up a bit. But if you're feeling pretty energized, good to do, I don't know, some yoga, some pranayam, just some asanas, like something even simple or you can do a like weighted workout. So, yeah, then coming into breakfast time, because we're in that spring season of the kapha, we want to have, we want to essentially counterbalance. So whatever in Ayurveda, it's sort of the medicine of opposites. So if there is more of like a dull, heavy, slower, cold feeling in the air, then we want to have something that's the opposite. So you want something warm, light, stimulating. So a porridge is always a great way to start or even some steamed sweet potato with some cinnamon, but just small, like just light enough to keep you satiated and then coming into lunch lunch is your biggest meal in the day so this could be something like kitchery or some steamed vegetables with rice a stew Yum. we want something yeah a little bit warming still uh, a little bit heavier this is the biggest meal of the day and then dinner time can just be something light again so something sort of soupy, uh, I don't know, like broth or um, just something really light. Um, if you do want to have meat, have this at lunchtime. So that's when the fire, your digestive fire is the strongest uh, because the sun's the strongest in the middle of the day. So this can help break down the meat. Um, but also to start to implement some herbs as well. So yes, the herbs, the herbs is a good one. Yeah. The herbs and different spices. Um, so, you know, just kitchen herbs, you don't have to go crazy and, um, start to want to introduce spring all of the onion. Different- spring onion's mm. a great one. Cause it's like got the green spring for spring. spring. It's like spring has yes. sprung. Yeah. Yeah. So the things are kind of like the same that get the that get everything moving in the mm. body that are going to break through like that stagnation and that really start to 
um, get the chi to start to be dynamic again. Yep. So things such as like and your garlic and your spring onions. Yes. Um, yeah, garlic is so great. Cardamom because um, cardamom help. Cardamom's really uplifting. Yeah, yeah. The cinnamon, black pepper, turmeric because turmeric will also help flush that liver. And um, ginger. Yeah. Fennel. Another really good one is ajwine seeds. So ajwine seeds are great all year round, but especially in spring because we can start to see a lot of that armor, which is the waste products and the toxins, that can start to be dislodged and going around different parts of our bodies. So to help flush that armor, because when it gets stuck in certain datus or in certain parts of our bodies, that's when we start to see certain conditions arise. Um, so to help flush that, ajwine seeds are a really great one to have. Ooh. And also if you feel or if you have done tests and you have uh, intestinal worms, Ooh. Are really ajwine seeds are amazing because um, they help flush out all the worms. They're massively antiparasitic. But what you do is in the morning, if you know that you have worms for, say, like 30 days every morning after you've brushed your teeth and scraped your tongue, get some ajwan seeds, like maybe two teaspoons, and mix it with some jaggery, which is evaporated like cane juice powder, or some yogurt, and mix it in with the ajwan seeds and have a spoonful because worms are attracted to the flavor of sweet. So if you mix the ajwain <laughs> seeds with the sweet, yes. it draws the worms to it and then can kill them off. Which also too, it's like, you know, when you are doing a gut cleanse and then all, and you've got parasites. All you want is sugar. All you want is sugar. And it's like, it just starts to really, your body just starts to crave. And even bentonite clay is amazing mm. to have that because it literally absorbs them all out. And you can have a bath with bentonite clay. You can have a bath. Draw them all out. Draw them out um, and then put some magnesium in. Have a beautiful bath with bentonite clay Mm. and magnesium because that will help to like because in Chinese medicine it controls the tendon. So the liver controls the tendon. So it's like by having that movement um, or if you're doing like exercise to be able to nourish the tendons, which comes back to the oil, right? So I just love how the two really, there's such a beautiful integration of both. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's just a really nice reminder that we are a reflection of nature. And this is just, these are practices to attune you closer to nature, which is what these philosophies are derived from and their purpose is to attune you closer to nature, to get us in harmony further with nature because that is our essence, that is who we are. And especially as women, we are so in rhythm with nature and we are such a culmination of the natural elements Mm. and we see this with our monthly cycle. So it's an honouring as well of our body and it's an honouring of, you know, spirit, whatever you want to call it, where we've come from that we are more than just our bodies and I mean you can get into the whole spiritual philosophy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like that could be another episode for sure. Yes, definitely. Um, but it just reminded me 
mentioning the sweet taste, another uh, practice, I guess, to be mindful of over springtime is this, the tastes in Ayurveda. So we have six tastes. There's sweet, sour, salty, astringent, pungent, and bitter. And so in the kapha season, we want to reduce the sweet, sour, and salty tastes because they increase kapha. But then you want to favor more bitter, pungent, and astringent tastes. So foods, like you said, like all your leafy greens, all the bitter greens, mm. which help that liver stagnation as well. Um, more lighter sort of foods. Uh, even yes, away, stepping away from that sort of like mm. heavy, stocky foods from winter where you're in that yeah. hibernation period yes. using all those sort of like heavy, fatty foods, the good fats, of course. Mm. Um, and, yeah, reducing any like yeah those heavy stodgy stodge stodge no more dodge the stodge dodge the bloody (laughs) stodge (laughs) so even like your flowers pastas uh ice creams dairy is gone over spring obviously you can have ghee still but your butters your ice creams milks unless you have like warm milk at night in the morning with different spices and herbs but no cold milk um i mean nothing cold ayurveda and cold do not work together <laughs> <laughs> no it's the same it's like and i guess but that's what i love about coming into spring it's like you get to come into like that combination of both warming and some cooling foods mm prepping you then to get ready to come into that high vibe season of summer yes. where it's all just really beautiful light foods and fruits. Yes, and yes, because your digestive system, your agni can handle it a lot more. Because it's fire. Yeah. Right? It's and like when the sun's yes. around you, your agni is naturally stronger. But we were just talking about before spring's a really great month and before spring, like usually – a seasonal transition is good to start to implement these things like a week or two before the actual solstice, um, the change of the season. So then by the time that the new season comes around, the body's already started to adapt to this change naturally. But it's also a really great season to adopt a cleanse if you've been wanting to do a cleanse for a while and also sort of emit that wintry hibernation, like heavy, stodgy feeling (laughs) to kind of lighten like spring. And that's sort of the essence of spring is to lighten it up a bit, to clear some of the, you know, well, most people even fall pregnant during spring and summer, so now is the perfect time Mm. because if you look at nature, all the birds, they're all like out there and they're, um, having their little families and you've got everything coming to like everything's being born and rebirth yes. so we're in this rebirth phase mm. so a perfect time to just get out there lighten the load mm. get it do things that help to support you to do that so do your little detox like yeah. you're saying make love yes. make it a babies get it and it's also too it's like you come into that you want to be more social so we're actually coming out of hibernation into more socialization um and then yeah just that i mean the beauty of spring right it's renewal 
Renewal. Yep. Shedding of those layers, the layers that we had on in winter and that, you know, when you go within and that yin time, this is the time to shed that and to step out again. Um, And, yeah, I'm going to be doing a cleanse probably the last week of August, predominantly kitchery, and I'll make like a morning porridge with semolina or rice flakes or something in the morning. So I'll be getting rid of, for just a week, alcohol. I don't drink coffee, but like dairy, sugar, all that good stuff. Um, Preparation for the start of the season. Yep. So if you want to jump on board with Bells, Bella will be sharing her routine. Yep. Yep. Um, and a great um, opportunity to do it in a group because when we're doing it in a group, we're more inclined to, I think, just it's well, that's that collective energy, isn't it? It's like, we're and it's more, that accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, buddy, we're doing this together. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to put a little, I guess, like program or something out there just to sort of like a run through of what it'll be, how to get yourself ready, what you need to get if you don't have like a tongue scraper, maybe some certain herbs and spices, Perfect. but really basic, like kitchen spices. You probably have them in already. Um, a kitchery recipe, how to make the best semolina porridge. Ooh, yeah. I mean, some little movements and exercises to do. And it's just going to be really simple. There's nothing fancy about it. There's nothing complicated. It's just going to be really straightforward uh, and just really simple, which is always the easiest way to adopt a new habit. Like if it's straightforward, simplicity. Yes, yeah. that's right. So that's it. And then you can just notice how you know that transition looks like for you, and that ease and that little subtlety. Mm, yes. So we will post up notes and we will do a little post on Instagram Yeah, and yep. you can come and join our little spring cleanse and make some wonderful positive changes as you come into this new season as we transition through shedding, moving from the winter, from the yin to the yang. Um, into that beautiful kapha season and we look forward to our next coming podcast which we have been interestingly uh we decided this time our season two would be a focus on the men the men in our lives uh because we do so much focusing on the yin we thought it would be perfect to do the yang and whatnot how it's all aligned to come into the yang. Exactly. That's so true. Because you have to have the balance of the two. We've had the honouring of the yin, the women, in our first season. And I think being the Lady Palace podcast, that felt right um, and felt natural. But this season is all designed towards the men. And whether, you know, it's for the men in your lives that you want to share these further episodes with or just for yourself to listen to, whatever it is. But, yeah, we're really excited and this is the start of Season 2. So stay tuned. If you want to keep up to date with us, you can find us at the underscore Lady Palace underscore podcast on Instagram. You can find Amanda at Angia underscore acupuncture underscore yoga. 
and you can find myself at being well. Uh, there's on Instagram. On Instagram. Yes. On yes. Insta. Yes. So stay tuned. Follow us along, and we'll we look be sharing... forward to sharing season two with you, yeah. with you and the boys, the men, the dudes, the yang, the dudes. <laughs> yeah, sharing those little spring tips and yeah, just all the goodness. Great. Well, thanks, Bells. Thanks, Mabs. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, listening for joining everyone. us along so far. And If you've got any questions or your partner has questions or the men in your life, then please yeah. reach out to us. You can DM or send totally. us an email and we look forward to continuing this yang journey through you till the end of the year. And even if you have that, if there's a guest or if there's a topic in mind that yourself or a male figure in your life really wants to delve further into, then just connect with us and let us know because we're all ears and we want to be of service to you, the community. So if there's something that's on your hearts that you want to share or you want more, you know, conversations around, then let us know and we'll make it happen. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.